Kind fish. How's morning sun? Morning sun. Woo. I would love it if we would take the effort to rehearse and time like intros like that, but I'm just going to fill it with sound effects that I have the rights to. Um, hi, and welcome back to the Low Armor Cast. My name is Stephen Kelsey. I am your game mommy, and this is the world of the fold, and I am joined by my wonderful pit crew. Hello, pit crew. Hello. Hello, game mommy. Uh, so, uh, first, as always, to start off with introductions to who the brilliant role players are that will bring characters to life and bring joy to your hearts. Let's start off with you. Crew that pits together, shits together. Baba Booey, woo! How's morning, son? <laughs> Kelsey Steven playing Merrick Grimfrey. <laughs> Thank you for eventually getting to the introduction portion. Of the introduction. Shit together, pit together. Woo! Baba Booey. This is Aaron. I play Scratch. I appreciate the long pause so I can just cut that out. Um, and it's game day. Woo! <laughs> it is game day. <laughs> Pits together, pits shit. Damn it! <laughs> this was your big moment, Ron. I, I'm Ron. I play Tama uh, for now. Yeah. <laughs> for now, like I'd recast you. Well, Where would like, I record? If you fuck up the intro, then you have to prove it by shitting together. <laughs> that is actually, if I include your joke, I have to include both of theirs. Um, you have sealed me to that. Um, oh, there was no strategy in that. Uh, Checkmate. Uh, uh, so, um. Pits together, shits together, motherfuckers. Um, uh, if you'd like to get the pits together, shits together uh, shirt, uh, please go ahead and uh, tweet us. Get in the comments. If you want that shirt, oh yeah. Tell, oh yeah. tell this game mommy that those that pit together do need to shit together through mm -hmm. a shirt on your body. <laughs> Hashtag pit together, shit together. Uh, I, don't, I don't love this. Um, uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> to recap what happened in the last episode, we had a uh, kind of a like a, a, a pretty quick uh, uh, upgrade to the champion armor to make sure that it has the cape for a little bit of obfuscation for getting in and out of it. Um, as well as later, there was a little bit of practice in the champion armor uh, to make sure that they could operate it with a new three-seater sort of uh, uh, situation in it. But smack dab in there was a lot of social interactions and um, some weird choices. Um, choices, uh, choices were made. Choices were made uh, between the mayor of Davidstown, where they learned the history of Davidstown. Um, uh, the mayor's <laughs> name is also David. The um, Davids. And then, of course, David Pipkin, um, uh, the owner of Pipkin's General Store, who was going to pay for a bit of a shout out. Uh, but no longer. And then uh, uh, Sly David showed up for a little bit of gambling deals. Uh, nothing too untoward. Nobody's being paid to take the fall. <laughs> Just make it look a bit interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's also, uh, of course, more d unraveling of the mystery of the sewage management and waste disposal in the world of the fold, a la Scratch. We had an excellent flashback of one of their early attempts to steal a portable hole, uh, which failed. Um, and and uh, uh, Merritt gave an excellent, <laughs> an excellent, very direct interview to a, we'll call it xenophobic for a better lack of a better term. I mean, we have better terms, certainly more accurate, but we'll call it xenophobic. Um, uh, a reporter named David Rose. Uh, uh, 
who later Tama both addressed and then uh, damage controlled a little bit of a natural dig that slipped halfway out of Merritt's mouth. Uh, but in our last moments, we had some uh, last touches with the practicing in the champion armor and then a decision on how to approach as well as some re-recordings to the stones to better cover up the fact that Lannick is not there and the armor is being piloted by two small sized creatures at the moment while Tama uh, uh, escorts it walking down uh, the street to what should be a normal country town arena exhibition <laughs> match. And that is indeed not what they came to find. They weren't greeted by dozens or maybe like a couple hundred people. A few thousand people are gathered for this event and cheering is there and other pugilist armor uh, combatants are there. Banners, face paint, and as quote unquote Lannick approached the crowd with Tama, the crowd catches him and cheers. Lannick's coming! And the roar is suddenly deafening as last year's <laughs> champion of the great sport champion armor battles has arrived in davidstown for a simple exhibition <laughs> and there's where we're going to start the crowd is cheering and they are swarming tama <laughs> they want signatures they want uh handshakes they want interactions with what is currently the most famous uh sportsman in all of midland <clears throat> i kind of lean into the armor and speak into one of the joints as best I can without looking too silly. Just cordial bows and handshakes, okay? Uh, okay. What, what about just waves? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> waves and handshakes. <laughs> Alright, yeah, let's, uh, let's do waves. I don't feel comfortable doing bows right now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not looking good for the actual combat. Um, uh, 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 confidence is high. So as people approach, Tama, what do you say uh, uh, to these approaching fans? This isn't your first rodeo with approaching fans. Oh, sure, sure. Greetings, everyone. We are honored to be here to perform for you. Lanik is ready he is laser focused on the upcoming match. Laser? <laughs> uh, lightning. He is lightning focused on the upcoming match, whereas he will not be able to sign everyone's uh, uh, everyone's parchment. What I, we, we will be doing is handshakes. Please come up, say hi to Lanik, but please know we do have to make our way to the arena. And no, he is honored to not only call you a fan, but a friend. Hopefully nobody. <laughs> hopefully I mean, no, nobody really notices good, the crotch snickering. Yeah, Mer Merit's pretty much just like alternating between like a very stiff, just like, <gasps> like stereotypical, like real, regal, like, <laughs> regal kind of like wave with one arm, wave with one arm, kind of shake with one hand or the other, blindly sticking hands, basically <laughs> just like very slowly, gently shake a hand, shake a hand. Back to little regal waves. <laughs> As you miss handshakes, I kind of help guide the hand there, and and I just whenever any whenever you fumble or do something, I make some sort of comment to the effect of like, "It's amazing." Lanik thinks about his entire life before every match. <laughs> so deep in thought. 
how how is Scratch? <laughs> Scratch is just taking uh, careful steps forward. I just realized that Scratch has probably thought of some sort of solution to like allow some sight to both like the legs, the chest, as well as the head. Obviously, just like periscope mirrors, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it definitely involves mirrors because people would definitely notice just like a slit with eyes. <laughs> Why are your eyes so reflective now? What is your visor made with? Utama, <laughs> uh, to better win over the crowd, like finds the smallest, saddest looking kid and like lifts him up to shake Lanik's hand. Just puts their hand in the hand so I don't even have to. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> you know, sets them back down, shoves them back, you know, back to their parents or whatever. Or whoever wants to take him. I don't, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Give them back to whoever. Whoever's arms are reaching out closest. Uh, so uh, I need, uh, after all that excellent play, I'm going to let Tama uh, do this. Uh, Tama, you get to roll a persuasion roll with advantage. With advantage? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's an 11, and that's a 17, which totals mm. out to uh, persuasion or performance. Uh, it's the same. Never mind. 23. <laughs> Why would I ask that when I saw both numbers are the same? Uh, so uh, with the 23, the crowd just loves it. No one has a question that Atlantic is Atlantic. Uh, so as you're walking, I would like, comma, regular, um, scratch and uh, merit, disadvantage, perception checks. Okay. Uh, mine's an eight with bonuses. Ooh, mine's a 13. <laughs> yeah, so that's a 10. To 10, so 13's the highest, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, so what you notice, Scratch, weirdly enough, you notice this. Maybe it's just because you've been at this a little bit more and you've spent a bit more time in Regil's soul. Um, Merritt doesn't notice it because he's, you know, busy focusing on hands <laughs> and, and everything um, and not accidentally crushing something. <laughs> um, but uh, you notice it while you're operating the legs. You're just kind of, like, looking around. You notice kind of up high in the, to like, kind of the top of the bleachers a pennant that simply has a pickaxe and a not like a hammer like a like a sledge huh. like a tapping hammer oh, okay. um, a pickaxe and the pickaxe is actually like single picked and it's obviously like a jeweler's uh, 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 tools mm -hmm. and you know that that is the pennant of the second largest town in our city in Haza Volsiv hmm the reason that this is noticeable for you, but you, you don't really have a lot of thought and time to think about it, is that A, there's zero fucking reason for them to be holding up the Volsip thing in Davidstown. <laughs> B, there's no situation where Volsip would not have come up if Lanik knew that Volsip, anyone from Volsip or like pretending to be from Volsip or whatever would be there and see you fucking hate Volsiv. Um <laughs> Volsiv right. more uh, like Revol so no. <laughs> Volsiv is the um is the resource seat <laughs> of Haza. Where Regisol is the capital and it's oftentimes the vacation location for people. It's up on the mountain. It has the the, the big clear lake by it. It has snow in the uh, frost months. It has sunshine activities in the pyre months. It's pretty much a place people want to be. Volsiv is within the valley that mo that the uh, hourglass uh, mountains uh, uh, hold mm -hmm. and is beautiful, but it's on the ground. It's kind of closer to the entryway. It's a much more functional city. To be clear, 
Regil's soul could not function on tourism alone and run a nation without <laughs> Volsiv. Yeah. But nobody remembers that Volsiv is part of Haza. <laughs> unless you live in Haza, and then everyone knows it's there because it's pretty much the reason, unless you're part of accommodations, mm -hmm. uh, for people to come to there or you support the uh, Morning Sun family directly. The reason Regil's soul is the capital is where the Morning Suns are from. Either way, Volsiv should not be here. Yeah. Um, Volsib does have the only other Haza officially sponsored champion team mm. that is professional. Mm. And they are here, and that is a little concerning. But there's no time for that. You got to get to the pit. Yeah. So you arrive at the pit. Um, the pit is privatized. It was a stable. It's been converted um, where um, it wouldn't be great to shout in here, but you could quietly have conversations um, it's open in your area to easily have like a little ladder and some tools and like a bench and stuff like that. Uh, and you kind of can stand your armor up and do some last minute improvements of it. Uh, the walls are wood until they're canvas, they're double lined canvas um, uh, to kind of fill the gaps that the stables uh, left. And you have your private little area and you're in there. Um, you've made it into the... Uh, the crews, uh, you can step outside and watch the other uh, fights, which you can hear going on. Although right now, the most recent fight has ended in the preliminaries, and you can just hear people like shouting uh, scores and points. You can hear the sound of the announcers um, uh, uh, talking to the projection crystal that will be projecting this and all other uh, settlements that have them in Haza. Uh, it will only be broadcast to Haza generally since it's not a tournament match. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there's, of course, vendors outside and everything. And you've got about an hour and a half before your match uh, even comes up. Is there a tournament being held to see who fights Lannick or are they, or we've already determined? No, you're are. fighting David the Mean. <laughs> David the Mean, okay. Um, and before we continue any further, Scratch, you are an artificer and mm -hmm. uh, we're getting into this. But Artificier. I, artif no, when I say it, I can say it how I want. In character, you can correct me, bastard. Before every champion, uh, uh, champion battle, separately from your skills as an Artificier, um, uh, you get to choose one of the following three. And these things will change depending on where you're fighting um, uh, to give yourself on your armor. You can choose damage resistance to one type of damage, a single bonus bull charge attack that can cause prone on a failed deck saving throw and does 2d10 damage on a successful hit, mm -hmm. um, or an like automatic greater potion heal when the armor is below half. All right, my vote is for the charge. What do, do you guys think? Do we have to choose right this moment or can we do some recon on who we're fighting? I will say that if you do recon potentially on how that happens, you know you might get caught up in it and then not have time to make the modifications. Because my, my thought is... it'll take about 15 to 25 minutes mm -hmm. to modify, and then you still have time to do recon after that. But if you get stuck into something and things don't go your way with maybe a random dice chance... Because my, my, my thought is if we can figure out what David the Mean's primary weapon is, mm -hmm. we take damage resistance against... If he has a hammer, damage uh, resistance yeah. bashing. Yeah. You know, obviously he'll have a, multiple things in his arsenal, but that one thing that is his trump card or the the biggest weapon that he, he favors, that mm -hmm. would be the thing to protect against. Yeah. Um, if we don't think we have time to find that out, then yeah, that's I say go with the charge. Then yeah, I'm my 
my logic is the charge because if we open up with that and we hit, we could just knock him prone and then like have a pretty good easy opening. Yeah, like I'm I'm good with that. I wouldn't mind trying to do some recon with the understanding that if it gets too close to time, maybe you just go through okay. with the charge. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. So are you suggesting then like one of us or go out, try to find the information and if they don't return in time, just go ahead and do the charge? That's what I'm kind of, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, that sounds good. Well, let's just do, let's see if we can do it quick. Let's you, why don't you and I go out and just ask around about David the mean and you know, his last couple of bouts and ask things about like what is finishing blow was like you know don't be too overly obvious but I mean there's nothing wrong with asking what kind of weapons he favors and things like that amongst the crowds yeah. What was mm-hmm. yeah what was the most exciting moment of the match for you like what's your favorite weapon that he uses <laughs> yeah alright so you have a plan yep. uh, uh, Tama you and Merritt are both going out to do some kind of subtle recon and then uh, Scratch, you're kind of hanging back. Yeah. Now, uh, Scratch, you can hang back and still watch the matches. Okay. That won't catch you up in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that ability. You're, you're, you know that you'll at least be able to see one or two of them. Yeah. Um, While, while still they're... making sure no one fucks with our armor? Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably. Presumably, yes. It would be strange for that to happen there is it's already strange that these other people have shown up that aren't Mm -hmm. supposed to be here yeah (laughs) don't you literally have a perimeter alarm oh Oh, yeah yeah Yeah, i can yeah let me i'll go ahead and cast that uh so yeah basically gonna set it on a 20 foot radius around the uh or wait we're in we're in like a room yeah you can do 15 feet but yeah yeah yeah, you can just you could just do it to the borders yeah We'll um, do and so yeah, you cast that. Excellent. It's alarmed. You know that if anyone messes with it, they're going to uh, uh, trigger the alarm unless they know that there's an alarm spell cast. Super Sweet. handy for the crew mechanic to have, frankly. Yeah, yeah honestly. <laughs> um, uh, so now you can go watch the matches. Uh, Tama Merritt, you can go find out some things. Um, you go out into the crowd. Do you stay together or do you kind of separate? I mean, we can ask around more if we're separate and we both have very different styles like maybe you can buddy buddy up to some of the more like athletic types or some of the more brawlers and whatnot and I'll rub elbows with a couple of the uh, more high roller spectators where's where's the training staff who who can who can who wants to talk about their form (laughs) Merit please roll you know what's fun for this one Let's roll survival. This mm-hmm. is social survival. Let's roll survival. <laughs> Interesting. Still has plus two on it. It's not too bad. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's a six. <laughs> so, Merit, you go looking you around for, yeah. like, <laughs> trainers or coaches or, like, a training facility and everything like that. Uh, and... I just keep getting tripped over. <laughs> you do have to kind of struggle to get through the crowds. Uh, but, you know, you're not smaller than, like, you're not like a pixie or something like that. There's plenty of three and a half, or there's plenty of three foot tall humanoid beings out there. Uh, they're just usually children. Um, and so you're you're playing your dodge game, um, uh, as you do in highly packed crowds. And without you noticing, uh, somebody reaches out and they grab your arm 
and they just sort of like yank you to the side and then you are submitted to a cloud of cigar tobacco smoke <laughs> as suddenly you're in a room where a little projection crystal is showing the matches on this the like temporary doors it's a very thin kind of like almost plywood uh doorway uh, with like uh, a thin pane of glass it's not really like uh like a like a well-made door or heavy door it was obviously like kind of just kind of thrown together and you're suddenly standing there with a bunch of like silver-haired like tieflings and dwarves <laughs> and asmr and humans and no one's under the age of like human 60 and they've all got like <laughs> guts and everything like that and they're watching it and they're yelling like that's not how you fucking you turn at the you don't turn left and then strike to the ribs you <laughs> turn right he raised his arm all the way open you left an opening there that's why you're gonna lose the match every time <laughs> david p um and then they're that's just something that whoever we're facing is known for <laughs> <laughs> so so we're gonna leave Merit for a moment in the cigar-filled realm of, of oh, fucking no. sports fans. Why you don't leave Merit alone? <laughs> you basically just got stuck in a room with my dad. <laughs> you got stuck in the room with everyone's dad. So, uh, all right, Tama, you're looking for kind of an upper layer. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, people who are uh, kind of not. So, so there's a particular type of upper crust person I'm looking for. It's the type of people who are obviously uh, uh, enthusiasts of this sport, not the people who are here because it's uh, uh, what's the social thing to do right now. Uh. I'm looking for people I know how to talk to who um, actually care about what's going on. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, roll. Where a. are the people who run the fantasy leagues? <laughs> <laughs> You kind of hit him. Um, <laughs> uh, kinda. No, uh, 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 roll, um, uh, yeah, roll, uh, either perception or investigate. If you're trying to identify people, this isn't a high, high DC, but it's certainly <laughs> higher than six. I will tell you that. You said it's higher than a six. Mm -hmm. I got a seven. That is higher than a six. <laughs> I will be mad that you took something away from me if you fail me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, you look around for what you're looking for is people that have followed the sport passionately, aren't there to get loose, are there to watch the craft, basically. Um, and uh, whereas Merritt gets pulled into a cigar smoking haze of <laughs> yelling dads, um, Tama, for some reason, these three little, like, they're children, they're not like young, young, they're like eight to 11, that kind of thing. You come across these three children, and they are arguing on a shocking level. Um, they are, they are arguing. They're like, well, okay. So last time David, uh, or, or, or David, the ugly went in, he went in with a low charge first and he tried to burst up because of course, uh, Mikey's kit is so gives, has so much, uh, leg height because the legs were mismatched and he had to just build onto the one to match the other one. <laughs> and it was made for a taller person. So he had that lower center and they are really talking about the mechanics of some matches very thoroughly. Jackpot. 
<laughs> so you go to these kids. What do you say to these children? You are an adult man approaching a bunch of eight to eleven year olds. You are admittedly what species a are they? Uh, so they are uh, humans, uh, as far as you can tell. Maybe half elves, but they're humanoids. Nice to them. They're I all look mostly your like a child. Size. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. all your size at this point, or slightly taller, honestly, if they're eleven. Okay, uh, I, I, I walk up and I'm a bit informal. Um, I talk younger than I am. Mm -hmm. um, as I don't like try to soften my voice or anything. I'm not doing like, hey guys, I'm also a fellow child. Like, I'm not doing that shit. Um, <laughs> fellow teens? Exactly. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Can we rap about something? I'd like to know about something dope. No. Uh, Did you talk in that voice for the rest of the campaign? It's horrifying. You know, no. the dopest thing was when Jesus laid down his life. <laughs> I've got a rap about it. Would you like to hear it? Here it goes. <laughs> uh, no, that's terrible. Um, My name is Jesus and I'm here. <laughs> you broke right. me. You broke me. <laughs> <laughs> Center. <laughs> there is no rapping Jesus in the fold. <laughs> okay. Um... Hey guys, I, I I couldn't help but overhear you talking about the matches. You seem to know a lot. Are you big? Are you obviously big fans? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We're the biggest matches. The uh, young girl uh, uh, stands uh, kind of at the center of the two boys and uh, uh, looks up at you and approaches you first. It's like we're the biggest fans. We've been watching this ever since any of us can remember. Uh, uh, Billy's dad, David is one of the uh, pugilists and has been forever and he lets us help him out on his armor and so so we know what we're doing um uh when it comes to this like a bunch of adults will say oh i think this i think this we fucking know we fucking know don't we and then they fucking high five real aggro for a moment and get real intense <laughs> i'm gonna go can, for it i put my hand up uh, they fucking high five your hand uh, aggressively. No roll needed. They're just like, uh, it hurts. It stings. Fine. Like they are ready to go. You are looking at three future fucking pugilists. You are looking at nice. three future combatants that are absolutely all in on this as their lifestyle. And they're like, so, uh, you're, you said your dad's a fighter. Is he uh, fighting tonight? Billy's like, yeah, yeah, he's he's fighting tonight. He's fighting. I'm worried about him. Uh oh, what, what, who's he up against? He's going up against Lanik. Really? Wow. Um, that's, uh, well, I'll tell you this. Let me alleviate some, uh, some worry for you. Um, Lanik makes a point of, ne of doing his best to never really hurt somebody. It happens sometimes, but he's, he's never, especially in an exhibition match out to really hurt somebody. So, you know, I think for everybody, this is going to be a really awesome learning experience. You know, I'm, I'm involved in the fights myself. I, I kind of wait to see if they uh, recognize Yeah, the girl thing. goes, yeah, you're Vasilius the speaker, right? You're Vasilius the speaker? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I, uh, having totally caught me. Yeah, I'm, I'm Lanix Herald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we recognize you, we recognize you. You do, you do a pretty good job. You're not the best speaker yet, but you'll get there. You've only been in the game <laughs> well, for a Well, if you could give me a pointer, what, 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 what would you say the one thing I need to work on as a speaker? Uh, I think that you need more big stuff. You you come in and your words are cool and it sounds great, but some speakers, some of the new ones, they they're just so loud and big, and it just gets you so excited to watch. 
You know what? I'm a I'm a ten year old, so I don't really have a lot of knowledge of of this, but I'm trying. <laughs> that I will take that to heart, and I'll see what I can do. Maybe I'll throw something in special for you. Um, so what what are you what are you most excited to see in the big match? I mean, uh, obviously, I've heard I've heard David the Mean is actually quite the fighter. Uh, roll a charisma check. Uh, you can do it as a saving throw if you want, but it's just a general like likability. Um, so you could also do, I guess, performance if you want. I'll give you performance. Because you're kind of performing for these children. I really think oh, finger nice. guns. Oh, uh, 21. <laughs> what? But I really think finger guns would have been missing. <laughs> hey, um... <laughs> What's up, sport? Uh, uh, <laughs> definitely, you know, r- uh, scruff the top of their heads. Kids love that. Yeah, <laughs> talk um, down to him. Uh, uh, he's he's one of my absolute favorite, and that's not just because he's his dad. And then uh, Billy is like, "Well, he was really he was he he gets serious about fights, and he likes to mix it up. But he got re- It's been a hard week. I don't love fight weeks for my dad." And it's not like this kid looks abused or anything. Okay, he good. just looks like, like where, emotionally where are you going with this? exhausted. <laughs> I, I, I know that people get worried in a D&D setting that I'm gonna just whip out the like the tropes and everything. Okay. <laughs> and it's like like we don't get to see him as much. He's always in the shop working. Uh, he he comes through and and then the other little boy stands up. And it's like that's because your dad never likes to let them know what to expect. <laughs> oh, he's a uh, he's. I heard he's really has a lot of variety. Is it true what they say? He uses like five or six different weapons. Yeah, he does. He uses actually a lot more than that. A lot of people don't understand <laughs> that on the side. Uh, roll a another persuasion check. This is basically saving against this kid's unwillingness to talk about this. <laughs> That's a 14 on the die, so oh, yeah, 20. That'll be a 20. Um, so he doesn't just, like, make... He's not a smith. He can't craft it. And so he has to sometimes do unsanctioned. So you know how when you have a champion armor mm-hmm. and you have it certified, uh, even at the pugilist level, by whoever made it and everything, that they give you this special bit of parchment that's dyed with rose water, so it's pink. Well, sometimes you can compete for these pink certifications <laughs> uh, amongst each other. It's not supposed to be legal within anyone that participates in the official pugilist league or certainly in the professional, but sometimes he does it so that he can get replacement parts or different parts, and, he, and he's built up quite a few. I don't, I don't love it. Uh, cause he's real stressed when he goes to do it. And again, it just puts him in the, like, I miss him during these seasons. Like he's my dad (laughs) and it's important. It's cool that he's a, you know, that he fights in these champion armors and he's like the best pugilist in the area, but like, he's not going to go pro like (laughs) our sweet David and uh, quiet David. They they both have analyzed it. I've looked at it. He's not going to go pro. And I think that hurts him. I mean, that's 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 a blow. But I mean, to, to be frank, I mean, the fact that he's still following his passion and his heart. I mean, let's look at it this way. Your dad has something that he loves very much, but I'm sure he loves you just as much. So obviously that divides his attention a little bit, but I don't think it lo- means he loves you any less. In fact, do you know the number one reason people try to go pro? Mm, fame. 
glory, <laughs> violence. <laughs> that is some of them, but I have a very strong suspicion that people who have kids are doing it to provide a better life for them. So I think your dad's heart's in the right place that he really just wants to, you know, lift your family up and put you in a good spot. And I, I know that's hard sometimes, but maybe, you know, when it's not a match time, you actually sit down and talk to him about your feelings. Give me one more persuasion roll for me. It's again about you just sort of bonding with this child. Not as good, but a 15. 15? He's like, maybe, maybe, like, I hope, I hope he can, but I don't think he will. It's like, and then, uh, 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 sweet David, the young girl cuts in and is like, yeah, and honestly, maybe you'll get the message if Lanik knocks him on his ass right away so that he knows that he's not pro-level. <laughs> Sorry, completely out of game. Mother <laughs> And these little kids uh, uh, talk about it and everything like that. And now I'm going to roll insight on them. They've been talking to you for a while. One. That's two. I'm not going to roll this red die anymore. It's very bad. <laughs> all right there we go perfect one two and they're like wait a second billy why is lanix harold asking you questions about your dad when he's gonna fight your dad i'm not gonna fight your dad well, no no i mean lanix gonna fight your dad <laughs> i'm thinking maybe maybe He's up to something. You know what? I I completely understand why you would think that. And frankly, it would seem that way. I just overheard kids being really enthusiastic and it happened to upon you with all these thousands of people here. I apologize if it seemed like I was digging for information. I was more just interesting. But you all three seem extremely competent in this sport. So let's have a game about it. Tell me what strategic information you gave me that I could use, because I don't think you actually gave me anything. <laughs> Game, huh? <laughs> I would like you to roll insight right now. Uh, four, so 23. I've got a game for you. And at this moment, you notice that Sweet David and Sly David Look an awful lot alike. <laughs> and sly, sweet David goes, How about a game of a different kind of skill in battle? And sweet David pulls out this small spinning top looking thing and then a glove that has like a ripcord on it. Uh, how about we battle spinners? <laughs> We're going to pause there. Um, Did I just get caught up in the crossfire? Spinners, let them go. Uh, either you crossfire got, or Beyblade. Uh, it's <laughs> definitely Beyblade. Anyway. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, Merit, uh, we'll come back to you. And you're in this cloud of hazy smoke with all these dads watching the match. <laughs> um, watching the matches. And they're laughing and drinking. And they're offering you cigars. Like, you're in. They, they, they were just excited. And, and one of them just goes, and is like, aren't you the young man that just joined Lanix team? <laughs> yeah. Still, still, still find my place. 
figuring out the rhythm of the road. Man can only fight as good as his team. Get this kid a cigar. Uh, <laughs> get him a second cigar. No. <laughs> uh, uh, get this kid a cigar. Get him a drink. And everything like that. And they're just chatting about things and they're commenting on it. So all you need to do, Merit, is roll perception rolls to see if you catch the appropriate phrases that might help you <laughs> as they argue endlessly, and you will get three chances at this. So it's four on the die for the first one. That's not going to work. It's a 14 on the second. Okay. All right. And a 19 on the last one. So finally, after listening for about 15 to 20 minutes, you're catching bits about lots of fighters, and you know that they've got important information on their hand that they just rattle off, but you're struggling to get about David the Mean, and then finally you hear someone just blurt out, Yeah, I hear David the Mean's got this new uh, fucking great... Uh, like, like weapon that he's attached to his right arm. I heard he got it from a felled beast. A felled beast, yeah. Fucking just giant ass thing. This insectoid creature gives him a little bit of an armor advantage on it. So that's essentially what you get with your role as they continue I to. I like that Randy Savage is among the dads. I mean, Randy <laughs> Savage is big dad energy. That's just the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. You hear a little bit about one of the dads going, yeah, I hear that, uh, that uh <laughs> why all the dads are so dramatic just being angry i hear that uh, uh <laughs> yeah i hear that there are uh, scouts from there you go there's a good dad voice i hear the scouts from volsiver here apparently the combatant just retired just before the tournament and they're looking for someone to replace him and so they're looking in the community of davidstown i mean i can't believe it um <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to do while you're smoking and drinking with these couches? Well, I'm not really drinking. Like, I'm holding a glass and, like, maybe very slowly sipping it, but I'm but not, like... You're not putting them back? Mm. <laughs> Once I find out that information and uh, about Volsiv and the arm armor, I make my way back to our tent. We're going to cut back to Tama, and then we're going to get to what Scratch has been up to. Tama... Uh, you have been challenged to a spinners match. <laughs> spinners is a game loved by children all over the fold. You have the ability to potentially get some more information out of these children if you can beat them in spinners. I need you to roll a d20 with advantage to see if Tama still carries around any of his spinners accoutrement <laughs> from childhood. The highest number. Uh, 17. Absolutely. Tama has two spinners from the thing. <laughs> now, we're not going to dive too deep in this. We've got a champion battle to fight. Yeah, however, however, I am going to have you roll for it. So the way that spinners works amongst kids is that you roll sleight of hand checks against the kid to see how well that you can spin against them. They clear out a little area. Spinners are spinning tops that work in a wheel. You don your spinner's glove, which has a little track on it that the spinner lays on and a ripcord with it that you then shoot. The sleight of hand <laughs> is a versus sleight of hand match. It's the best two of three. Whoever spinner knocks down the first spinner first wins that round. Two out of three rounds wins. 
Um, and the people playing spinners can bet anything, though children aren't usually betting money, they're usually betting like candy and stuff. But if nothing is bet or no terms are set, whoever wins gets to take the spinner from the loser. Spinners are fairly cheap, they're fairly common, they're fairly easy to do. Uh, but yes, now you and I, Tamiya and Sweet David, are going match to match with spinners, assuming you invest in it. What's the stakes? The kid's like, you want to learn more about David the Mean? We, we, we settled this on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. You seem like a savvy sort. I will bet from my side a gold coin. From you, all I ask is tell me about his weapons. I'm always interested about weapons. All right. And she's like, deal. Spin. Um, <laughs> uh, so first dex roll. This is sleight of hand checks. So sleight of hand is plus four. Gotcha. Daddy's got me. 18. <laughs> hey, that's mommy. mommy. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> okay. So the top spin, the girl, wide stance, arm gauntlet up, spins it out and pulls back her arm in the classic Haza style. But you, my friend, come from a different place where they have different techniques. They've never seen your spinner forms before. <laughs> you take a new stance. The children are blood. They're like, look at that stance. And, <laughs> and are, 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 are nervous at this point. And in a quick, a quick circling top, you, Tama, take the first match as your spinner knocks theirs down confidently and then circles around it in a little victory lap of disrespect. <laughs> and sweet David's like, oh, man. <laughs> and then you pick up spinners again. All right. Round two, my friend. <laughs> Here we go. Now. Ooh, nice. Well, unless I roll on that 20. I'm going to dunk on this kid. <laughs> You're right. Just grinds theirs into dust. Now what? <laughs> Tama, you have a heart, but you do not have mercy. The kid, <laughs> the kid sifts out and opens up opens up a small package, a package that unfurls to reveal many different spinners and carefully selects a new one that would counter your previous spinner. But as we said, you had two and they weren't prepared for you to have one last spinner in you. <laughs> you pull out your spinner, lock it into the gauntlet, rip the cord, <laughs> yes, <laughs> rip the card, and you're not gonna get to take this kid's spinner because when yours hits it, it, it almost as if exploding, flies out of the arena and off into the distance. <laughs> and the other two kids with Sweet David just fucking high five. They're just like, this is amazing. <laughs> Some of the best spinning that they've seen in a long time. And Sweet David just watches her spinner fly arc in the sky and disappear into a crowd. You hear an ow in the distance. Cheese um, uh, uh, it! Uh, uh, <laughs> distance. And the kids, and, and Sweet David turns to you and it's like, you're savvier at the game than I thought. All right, man. What do you want to know about the weapons? Yeah, what's his loadout? I don't know much, uh, much about it myself, Billy. And Billy's like, well, I know that his main attack uses lightning. Um, it's like lightning infused, so it's just like a fist that he punches you, but it also does lightning damage. 
I know that because he's been in the shop all week, just perfecting it and making sure it hits every time he hits. <laughs> so that's that's what you got. Right. Like it doesn't look like he has any. Like he does. He didn't paint it to like look like it had lightning. It just mm -hmm. comes when he punches. All right. Well, so since I think I. we all made friends here, uh, we can uh, of course keep this between ourselves. Um, but for you, I have something special. I give her both my spinners and show her the stance of the ocean tribe. Cool. Show her the stance of the ocean tribe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, now I roll well. Uh, <laughs> she perfectly mimics it. She's like, yes. And then she 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 looks at your two spinners, and then she has a bunch and, and everything. She looks at yours, and she's like, she hands you one of her many, and it's a pretty basic one. She's like, you don't want to be cut out without your weapons at hand. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then hands you one of her, like, it's less expensive than her better ones or the sure, two sure. that you handed, but like something that you can work with. I will treasure this as I treasure my sword. <laughs> Every warrior needs their blade. And I hold it up. <laughs> <laughs> and, this, and then they jump into the sky. Yeah! And then it still frames. Tonight, <laughs> like, my blade is the emotionally damaging knowledge that we let this fighter know that even his son and friends don't think he'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Kelsey. All right, I'd like so. to cast Vicious Mockery. Even your kid thinks you're weak sauce. Yeah. <laughs> he ratted him. He ratted you out to me Scratch. himself. No! <laughs> I actually kid. genuinely like those kids and don't want harm to come to those cinnamon buns. <laughs> Scratch. You're in the tent and Be you're kind of like dad if he took it out on the kid. You're kind of like standing about 20 feet away from your uh, uh, little area, your pit, mm -hmm. um, uh, watching the arena things. You're at floor level watching them. Uh, and the prelim matches are pretty standard. Now, your average pugilist champion armor is actually some impressive mechanics because they're doing the most that they can with the least that they have. You've got people welding shields and swords together to make things happen. You've got <laughs> things things uh, where a person will take a piece of plate armor from maybe a, like a young dragon or a worm, mm -hmm. a piece of like plate scale, and then, or they get like a cache or something and they'll somehow bind it to something else. And so this is impressive in a way where you have over your decades of education learned methodologies to make things. And that's what makes you good at being a champion armor pit crew mechanic team lead. Yeah. These people are, uh, for lack of a better term, MacGyvering solutions together <laughs> to keep these armor on, the, on these frames and thusly on the combatants while they fight. And where they lack in material, they have to make up for in cleverness. So as you're watching this, you're beginning to analyze how you might solve the problem they were obviously trying to solve mm -hmm. in your head. I would like you to roll three perception rolls because you watch three preliminary matches while you are waiting for the rest of the group. Alrighty. Just call them out when you get them. Uh, 11. Yep. 17. All right. Six. I was distracted on the last one. <laughs> Deeply so. but the first And you were distracted because of the second match. The first match, you saw some good work. Nothing you couldn't figure out to do yourself. Mm -hmm. But the second match, someone had come up with a way to potentially 
manipulate the other player. So something that's hard in champion yeah. armor is defense. Offense is easy, but defense usually requires money. Because you have to get the better materials, the more durable materials, and the materials that can be coated in things that are resistant to types of damages. It needs to be able to take a lot of heat. It needs to be able to take a lot of bludgeoning. It needs to be able to do that. And that takes money. That takes craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. You can't just slap that together. And so this person has figured out something with essentially almost a completely armorless frame. What they have on the back is a large sort of like turtle shell looking thing when i say large i mean it reminds you a little bit of how merit wears their shield on their back mm -hmm. it's just kind of a dome and above it on the dome there's a very tall rod and that rod is sticking above the head and it doesn't look like it has a lot of purpose until the second um uh, part of the match when one of the champion armors starts flinging electricity at it and all of it's just landing on that rod nah. and none of it's touching the armor. The person seems perfectly fine. Uh -huh. So obviously there's something between that shell and the rest of the armor and the person and that rod and they are just absorbing that electricity nice and easy okay. and, and, and doing it back. Now, your mind with a 17 says, oh, wouldn't there be a great, wouldn't it be great if you could bank that? Yeah. And then whip it back out at them. But they don't seem to have the capacity for that. Eventually, they still lose that match. Okay. They're just, the armor is no match for it. They don't have enough defense. They get knocked around. One of their legs gets bent, and then they can no longer go on. And then the match is called. But you've learned something. Uh, you've learned a little bit, as you all have, when you rejoin the pit crew to start assembling up into the armor to begin your match. Okay. Uh, and there are casters uh, uh, who fight, right? So spells are not, like, if, if an obvious spell went off, that's not illegal. It's quite normal. Got it. That's all I know. Not so only are there casters, but there's artificers putting spells into shit. Okay. There's there's stuff like that. It, it's, it's absolutely normal. The rules of champion armor are going to be explained after you've now collected and gathered your uh, information. Merit, you found out about... Um, uh, the scouts and the uh, arm armor carapace from some sort of insect. Tama, you beat a little girl at a kid's game. Um, <laughs> uh, good job. Very brave. I was um, extremely <laughs> kind to those children. Uh, no, I, I just like, if you don't, phrase things a certain don't way. Don't frame me as some monster to those like kids, sir. You, you, you got some information out of some children by beating them at a game for 10-year-olds. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You did a great job with that scene. You learned two things. You learned that there might be some electricity kick to the punch of that thing, which also means that it's probably a brawler-style champion armor that you're going to be dealing with, which means probably high AC, uh, probably made to hit multiple times. Usually that tends to be what it's about. And uh, you also learned that uh, your deal with Sly David and some information are in conflict with each other. Um, uh, the kids want the guy to go down fast. Because if he goes down fast, maybe he gives up his obsession. The Sly David wants you to drag the battle out. If you drag the battle out, you make a little bit of money. I have the compromise. I'm saying if we emotionally damage him, then it doesn't matter how long the match takes. <laughs> well, here's, here's, here's what... 
Here's what my <laughs> kind compromise was going to be. Just do exactly what we were going to do. There, You said yourself, there's a scout here. The second best combatant is fighting us. Oh, if he lasts <laughs> in the ring for a bit with us, that means his dreams of going pro and being able to provide for his family and immense wealth. Hell yeah. <laughs> and his kid will be alone even more of the time as his father travels. <laughs> I'll give him some words of encouragement as well. <laughs> oh, that's a, as good as a father's hug every night. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you saw the lightning thing. You hear from Tama, right? Mm -hmm. That there might be some lightning damage. Yeah. You... Uh, uh, hear that there might be a shield and everything. Number one, you still have time to do the thing that I said, okay. which is the bull rush, the um, uh, the automatic health potion, or the, uh, damage uh, resistance, resistance to one type. Damage yeah. resistance to one type. I think type. we're going to do damage resistance to electrical. All right. Yeah. I would like you to roll. Oh, yeah, it's Arcana. It's yeah. Arcana. It's one of the things you're trying. Um, Arcana? Uh, <laughs> uh, Arsenia. <laughs> Our defaser. <laughs> it's pronounced our And roll it with advantage because you've seen gleaned information on the matches. This is Arcana. All right. That is a 19. 19 after. <laughs> uh, uh, the other one was a 9. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that 19 on the die or total? Uh, 19 total. Okay. With a 19 total, you easily and with plenty of time. Uh, modify this instead of Lannick's armor, which would look silly with a backpack that grabbed lightning, and especially if it's gonna <laughs> be punched. You yeah. put it's it's a little aggressive looking. There's little tiny like what look like little tiny spikes yes. that you just like lightly attach to the armor, and then they <laughs> little have little grid spikes. lines and yeah, little side spikes all <laughs> over the armor, uh, Event Horizon style. And um, uh, that's where we, that's a that's an after episode conversation about side spikes, but little tiny spikes all over. They're just little bits of metal mm -hmm. and everything. And then at the base of them, you found some uh, you found some uh, rubberized uh, aquatic creature hide that ends up being a dispersal for the electricity that's sending it over there. So now, if Lannick gets punched in any of the relatively common areas to get punched in, it's going to disperse electricity, and they're not going to have to worry about that damage as much. Excellent. Um, uh, so together you come together to uh, disperse this information about, and as you're beginning to discuss, because you got this advantage, whether or not you want to make this drag out or not, Tama gets the word because he hears about it and is like, our next match will be occurring in the next few minutes. Heralds, please come to the center. So before a decision can be made as a group, Tama's got to go, uh, go do his job. I give a slight bow and turn around and walk away. <laughs> Tama, you go out to the center of the thing. The crowd is standing room only in the stands, and they are dangerously backing them. And then there are people beside the stands. There are people in trees. There are people everywhere watching. This is too many people for David's town and everything. Uh, magic is being used by sorcerers from out of town. They had the sorcerer to project the game, but now there's a couple other sorcerers who probably work at other arenas that are uh, adding like lights and everything. This is way closer to a proper champion battle than it absolutely should be style wise <laughs> the the it's 7 p.m it's it's the sun is almost fully set the stars are out and suddenly blue 
orange and purple lights are like swinging around dancing light style uh the arena and everything uh following you and the other herald the other herald is a pretty stout looking frog man he's built like a frog right so he's got his big old frog pot belly and everything like that but he's actually like human height he's like five eight five nine uh so you're guessing maybe a cursed frog man um like a man that became a frog and everything <laughs> fair he enough. takes off his ridiculously peacocked feathered hat and when i say peacock feathered i don't mean it's a hat that has a plume of a peacock feather i mean the whole hat is a bunch of peacock feathers it's nonsense <laughs> he takes that off and you've seen this type of herald and bard before he takes that off and simply says folks I am here to introduce the hometown hero, the man who has mastered the monstrosities of metal that we call Champion Armor, your friend and mine, the the next big thing in the great sport, David the Mean. And then there's a bit of silence and you know to wait because usually this is when the champion appears. And suddenly, in a guttural burst of fire out of the opposite side of Arena, <laughs> you hear a huge sound of a low bass and cello string orchestra <laughs> with long horns. And out of it, not even fully covered, his armor frame absolutely has open sections and you can see that his clothing is singed and he is dark and some of his hair is burnt and he looks insane <laughs> is David the mean and he's like I'm gonna destroy Lannick and bring honor to David's town and the crowd erupts as the music's coming and he stands in and he gets to the center and the music quiets and the flame smoke dissipates Tama it's time for you to introduce Lannick I give a cordial bow to the crowd, and I begin to speak. I came here today to announce my champion. Normally, I would open up with a flowery speech about friendship and all the things I've learned here, which I did, and we all did. Normally, I would sing the praises of House uh, Morning Sun, which I do, but I got good advice from some new friends today. So I will say it like this. Davidstown, are you ready to see Lannick destroy? <laughs> nice. The crowd jumps up and screams. Now what you weren't ready for, what you did not know would happen is suddenly you hear a slow rolling descent as someone is tickling keys on an organ and suddenly you hear and this big organ explosion happens what happens it's this huge discordant chord and then it's the actual anthem of Haza And it sounds honestly terrifying for a place as laid back and fun as Haza, but it's from a different era <laughs> and everything. <laughs> Scratch, Merit, yes. you are currently in the armor. I believe you said Scratch would be the legs. Yep. 
Um, uh, and Merritt would be Scratch the... Scratch hears a faint, morning sun. <laughs> uh, uh, and everything. The crowd is wild. They're not quite as, as, as like losing their shit as they are for their hometown guy, but they are super amped to see it. So it's more like there's past, there's, there's an energy of underdogness to David the meme. <laughs> um, that that a 21 just doesn't quite get, but you still get massive cheers yeah. and they still all stand on their feet. You get to exit at this time, should you choose, or you can join the announcers. I say as I exit, as you know, the armor's coming out and I'm walking towards it, uh, I just yell to, uh, to, to the crowd uh, one last thing. I say, friends from all around, Lanik. Heimfist. <laughs> and then I just walk towards it triumphantly, I guess. Alright. You I could have done better. We have just some like <laughs> smoke balls so that you can just like do a puff of smoke and then just like tuck under the cape to climb up <laughs> in. Nonetheless, you have a cape. People are excited, lights are flashing and everything like that. It is now your turn to roll stealth with advantage to get into the armor. Minor illusion, smoke covers, uh smoke rises from out from under the cape. Okay, Ooh, there you go. Nice. All right, well, then I will just give it to you. With the minor illusion smoke, you Hell are able yeah. to slide right into, <laughs> yeah. into the armor for this first one. <laughs> there, there. It goes real well with the organ thing, uh, <laughs> or organ thing, and the three of you are now first in your champion armor. And now we get to finally explain champion armor combat. It's only been six-ish episodes. Um... <laughs> Champion armor combat. The way combat is going to work is, number one, you're all going to roll initiative like you normally would in a regular combat. Yeah. That is going to be an aspect of it. Uh, you are going to have, because there are three of you, you are going to have the armor action, which I will detail to you when it comes up, of the potential actions the armor can take. You are going to have uh, that the the quantity of actions, like the, the breadth of actions you get to choose from, will be based off of your basic knowledge of the armor, which you will automatically get, and then you can take a... One of you can take an action to see if you basically can figure out on the fly a real clever power move to do with some of the armor's equipment. The armor, as Scratch has detailed with it, is a primarily a good old sword and board style classic knight armor. Except the sword is just a blunted claymore that is doubly thick because the armor is helping you control to it. So it's basically a big old steel wood two <laughs> by four. And each of you on your turn will also get to go and do something. If Merit chooses to attack on their turn with their attack, it will be with advantages and weapon bonuses depending on how the attack happens. That'll be a bit situational that make Merit's attacks do things. So as your characters level up, the attacks for the armor will get stronger because they'll be based on your attacks. For anything magical or attack-based, um, as an artificer, you don't get benefits to the attacks, but if you come up with a way to add status or something like that, it's about cleverness. As a bard, it's all about magic and speed for you. You're all dex and all charisma. So, uh, uh, you know from fighting Lanik, uh, uh, Scratch, and Tama, it's better to move fast for you, make choices on manipulations and style, um, or use your spell game. Uh, for you, Scratch, it's better to prepare in advance and then just go in with that extra thing. 
So you all get rolls and then you'll get one extra thing. Your Can enemies will also have multiple attacks similarly to legendary actions just all the way down here at level two. Can we uh, cast like our regular spells? Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, there is nothing. A champion armor has no rules against the people in the armor using the abilities granted to them. At this level, you will not have a lot of people question it. Question it. Lanik is the best champion armor fight in the fold, filled with a very famous artificer who honestly doesn't have a lot of artificer knowledge, but is extremely pragmatic and clever. And so makes it look that way. You see, as you come out in the armor, as you're all in the armor, the armor of David the Mean. Now, what this is, is the right half of it is essentially exposed, with the exception of his right arm, which not only has normal plate armor on it, but a large, um, a, a large carapace of an onkeg, um, which is like a large, almost like, uh, praying mantis meets, like, lion ant combo mm, of okay. a beast that's a large creature oh kind of like one of those uh <clears throat> crab guys from fallout sort of yeah yeah uh, in the yeah. same kind of vein Meyerlurks. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but a bit slimmer and more drawn out like a uh, praying mantis would be so take Neat. that and slim it down and drag it out so somewhere if 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 a Meyerlurk had a baby with a death claw and that arm is tough and if he isn't occupying that arm at that time uh uh all of you know probably not a very good arm to hit <laughs> um in his right hand is this big um large gauntlet that has uh that has a bunch of like small bits and pieces of gems sort of wrapping around in circles in kind of a swirling pattern around the wrist and up to the knuckles and then there's a dot gem in each and he doesn't make any bones about it. He opens his fist, opens his fist, spreads out his fingers, closes his fist again, and you can feel the electricity. Scratches uh, fur lifts up off of uh, off of <laughs> her body as you feel the electricity come in the air, and you can almost smell the ionization. That thing's gonna hit hard. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a hodgepodge of welded together bits and pieces. Each piece is a standalone piece that you could use, but they're not all from the consistent same set of armor. And so it's very much top of the line pugilist, but not even close to champion level, which all looks unified like your armor, which is essentially blue and black with orange accents, fully encasing you and obfuscating you and looks like you're, if you weren't there in a champion battle, you'd be there to kill the local hero. <laughs> Lanik did not look like a gentle fighter and the helmet with the Mandalorian sort of like, Mandalorian slash Battlestar Galactica sort of like slit in the <laughs> eyes and everything. Looks like he's come to kill your king yeah. um, and claim your lands as a dark hedge knight. Um, it's sleek, it's shiny, it's covered in little spikes. Or you got your big two by four, you got your shield. Mm -hmm. You're ready to go. I want everyone to roll initiative. Oh, snap. Right. Wow. 10. Nat 20. God dang. Nice. Here I can give fucking eloquent speeches at dinner, but when it comes to my actual job, Ron rolls a three on that speech. <laughs> Twelve. Merit, you're up. So the beginning of the match starts since Merit's top of the initiative. You, you, you get to be there facing him. You can kind of see him through the chest, right? A little bit. 
uh, through your little eye sit, and a referee is in the center. The referee is simply in all white, and <laughs> obviously again has thaumaturgy. And the referee simply goes, "All right, folks, this is gonna be." A normal exhibition match. This is not to the death. No proper champion armor fight is to the death. <laughs> I want to see good, clean matches. You're going to trade blows. You're going to hit each other. We're going to declare victor at the first knockout. Are you ready, David the Mean? David the Mean's like, I am so ready. <laughs> and that whisper can be heard over the entire arena. Lanik, Hindfist, House Morning Sun, champion of Haza. Midland and the fold in general. Are you ready? We who come to risk our lives salute you and salute the crowd, then salute my opponent. The crowd cheers. <laughs> All right, Merritt, it is your first go as he moves into a stance. What does Merritt do? Probably before I attack, is like this is one of the few things Merritt's like decent at is like <laughs> fighting and strength things. There's just like center mass or the arm with the weapon above the weapon take yeah. that out or take him down where he's not doesn't have armor Let's fucking do this morning sun <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically aim for the top of the arm with the weapon sweet so 17 to hit 17 hits nice all right 17 hits roll your damage and let me let me know what it would be that's a four and i'm going to action surge just immediate action, sir. <laughs> All right. Try to hit again in the uh, same place. Because Mary is so afraid of us failing. <laughs> this being our first time that he's just like. Yeah, I mean, and it's not even a loss. Fast. That's it's it's a single piece of this armor breaks off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a seven. So 12. Well, 12 still doesn't hit. <laughs> Do abilities that protect me extend to the armor. Yep. All of your abilities can project into the armor. Neat. Uh, Merit, you swing with the two by four of metal paddle that, that, that the champion armor uses, and you just nail into his armored side, and you can hear the, 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 uh, he catches it with his Ankeg shield arm gauntlet a little bit and and you can hear it like stress under it so you realize it's durable but it's not unbreakable <laughs> um breakable and then right when you're about to quickly uh repose off of his arm to swing down he just moves his arm down with you and swings down to block it as well in a very almost like karate kid wax on uh, <laughs> and you both uh return to stance now you don't have your own standard movement in this, and we will get to that when it becomes your armor's turn. It is now Scratch's turn. Ah, okay. Uh, Scratch is going to cast Acid Splash. Okay. Uh, you hurl a bubble of acid. Choose one or two creatures you can see within range. If you choose two, they must be within five feet of each other. A target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 acid damage. Uh, and so the deck saving throw is 13. All right, so... A uh, bubble of acid comes out from the armor's crotch <laughs> for three damage, unless you can save. Uh, why did I roll the green one again? <laughs> um, uh, you keep rolling uh, that green one. You totally pee on him. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, 
The crowd laughs as they see the little spurt of acid hit him. It doesn't do a lot of damage, but it does disrespect him real well. Um, and so uh, uh, he takes the uh, damage. Do you want to do anything with your bonus action in this time? Uh, nope, not at this time. I just want to point out that so far the fight's been like, boom, a good hit. And then boom, a cool parry repost. And then... Wasn't expecting the pee. Nope. Wasn't expecting the pee. Did you just piss on me? Oh my god, it burns! <laughs> Alright, so now he looks at you and he's like, did you just pee on me? So he just steps up on one of, like, just leans back on one of his feet, puts up that onk egg arm, and just drops in on your armor for a full body smash. Um... Am I able to use my fighting style protection while wielding a shield, a creature you can see attacks a target other than you? I'm going to let you do it, but it's not, it's just going to pose disadvantage. It's mm -hmm. not going, like, obviously he's only got the one. Yeah, that's all it ever does. <laughs> yeah, okay. It just imposes, it just imposes dis disadvantage on the attack roll. On the attack roll. Neat. Um, so, okay. So on his first attack, <laughs> uh, natural three on the die. And so... You're able to sidestep as he swings in. Merritt, you just kind of quickly react, maybe, and just, like, move the shield across his momentum, uh, which is something you would know how to do anyway with your own little buckler, and just kind of <laughs> dodge, out, lean out, and dodge out of his way as he comes in for this big smash attack. Tama, it is your go. I would like to cast Vicious Mockery. I was going to say something to humiliate you, but it seems like the crowd is doing a good enough job of that. All right, now I need to make a wisdom saving You know the words now? you could use to truly. <laughs> I am not going. No, that's super fair. I'm not going to do that. I actually liked, Tama liked those kids. I, I, I like to think this is all like whisper happening in the studio. <laughs> shut up, shut up. I'm not doing it, Merit. Do it, do it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I fail. Vicious <laughs> mockery do. Uh, three damage, and you're at disadvantage on your next attack roll. Uh, I would like to take uh, my bonus action to uh, go ahead and give some bardic inspiration uh, to Merit. Merit, you have a bardic? All right. So David the Mean is like, but I'm David the Mean. You can't take my bit. <laughs> and then he... He swings wide like a haymaker with his fist. The armor gets hit, and for the first time, you get kind of a sense of where its durability is at. Um, since you're playing it, your armor has an AC class of 15. Okay. The solid middling AC class, a lot of pugilist armor are under that. Some champion armor gets quite heavy, but you had to thin it out a little bit to get that third seat in. Yeah. But you're also holding a shield, so that's a 17 okay. as long as you've got that shield in, in play. Cool. And so a 17 AC is nothing to laugh at, but a lot of these guys really do hit hard. <laughs> Typically, there are armors, champion armors for this, but champion fighting isn't a battle of dodging and, <laughs> and parlay. It's a battle of hitting each other really hard. That oh. is six damage. I am tracking it for you. Your armor has 59 hit points. Okay. So it's six damage. However, uh, uh, it's six bludgeoning damage. When his fist connects to Atlantic's armor, 
you can feel the surge. It doesn't quite hit you in the body like it would. You just can feel the energy around you. And it aggressively disperses, but it still manages to do some damage <laughs> to you. And whew, I rolled a I rolled a six, so it manages <laughs> to do three damage to you. So is it having the damage? Yeah, then? it's having the damage okay, straight cool. up. So it's giving you lightning resistance, essentially. Yeah. Boldened by that, now that he's made that attack, swings around again. He's ju- and he did a haymaker style. Mm-hmm. Now he's just trying to backhand you, which is a little disrespectful. <laughs> That hits. Uh, That's twelve damage. This one hurts. <laughs> he his backhand is much stronger than his 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 fucking haymaker. <laughs> There's some about how he works his triceps out. I don't know, <laughs> but this big armor just knocks you knocks you aside. No electric on the backhand. It doesn't seem like he can do that all the time. Maybe oh, okay. he needs to charge up or something. But he definitely rattles you. Now it is your armor's turn. Armor. Your armor has. Uh, a basically, uh, essentially, three basic simple attacks. You can attack with the 2x4. That's a 1d12 plus 4. Very strong. You can attack with a shield bash that'll move the other armor uh, as you move through it. That's only a 1d8 plus... Uh, that's only a 1d8 plus 4. But you move your target upwards, depending on how far over you go to their AC, upwards of 20 feet. If you move Ooh. them into something like a wall, they then take bludgeoning damage on the backside of the wall, too. Ooh. So depending on where you are in an arena, that's going to matter. Right now, you're just pretty much in the center. Yeah. The last thing you can do, and this will cause an attack of opportunity from where you're standing, but it's something, is called the running kick. And this is a Lanik special. <laughs> so you didn't use any of your moves. He hasn't moved yet either. Most people would think your champion armor wasn't very quick, but they'd be wrong. Wheels can pop out of the sides of your champion armor. <laughs> and Lanik, being a man who loves to practice yoga naked and everything, <laughs> is very graceful. So you know you could potentially skate and speed. What this allows is that each of your movements, if you don't like take any or move a little bit or have to pursue and you're just sort of standing there, stack to add to a dash movement. So you have 60 feet of movement automatically while you're in the armor so 10 10 nice. 10 right mm-hmm. and so normally the armor has 30 feet if it did a dash it would have 60 feet you don't have to use the dash for that to, to get that 60 feet if you have 20 feet or more distance between you and a target and you do a running super kick <laughs> which is exactly what you think it is it is i think it's uh lu kang in mortal Kombat, just like the full <laughs> sideways ah, in the air yeah. my, my, my brain went leonidas leonidas <laughs> also uh, uh yeah uh, Leonidas, if you do the running jump super kick and everything like that, and you have 20 feet or more, you get advantage and you have a, a much higher critical range. Ooh. Those are your standards. So nimble escape is I can take disengage or hide action as a bonus action. That's uh, okay. Turn. All right, yeah. I will can let. Can we bonus action to disengage? I will let you because we now know that. I will charge. let you retroactively bonus action disengage. Merit without consulting anybody <laughs> just literally literally does like a a pump fake in a basketball game <laughs> where they just move left they they just have you move left mm-hmm. and, and then they're like no right and you scratch react and go right <laughs> and everything and it totally falls for it 
and you get some distance on it, and that's when you remember the super sweet jumpy kick. Awesome. Um, super sweet jumpy kick it is then. Super sweet jumpy. Atlantic special. It's a comic yep. Atlantic, a comic Atlantic <laughs> special. Almost no champion armor gets off of its feet. Uh, I am going to have you rotate through. Uh, what your attack is. Uh, we're going to start uh, Merit, since you were first in the order. Roll a d20 for your attack. This will be plus uh, six. Okay, it's an 18 on the die, so okay, 24. Okay, it's 24. Yeah, so <laughs> this thing skates, and you kind of skate out and then skate back in, and then you just lift off the ground. Your body goes lateral, <laughs> top foot out further, bottom foot ready for the follow-through, and you lay in. Uh... Scratch, roll damage on this. The damage on this is 1d12 plus 4 plus 1d8 plus 4. Oh, nice. So the first yeah. kick and the second kick. You Oftentimes, you're going to have to use bonus actions and everything to not be engaged, and they have range stuff, and if you miss with this, you land prone because uh, you yeah. do a jump. Yeah, you're doing a dr- drop kick, essentially. Yeah, 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 you're especially, so you got to contact them to give yourself time to get out. So it's high risk, high reward. So that's seven plus eight, 15. 15 damage. Ooh, that's a big hit. Uh, You get him square in the chest. No time for him to drop his shield in. (laughs) Um, Nope, that's Lay down, take a load off. Um... Uh, no, the crowd to you guys. loses their shit. <laughs> the crowd loses their shit as this happens. Um, you just pulled off his signature move. If that doesn't sell it, I don't know what will. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> he grabs for. He, he slowly gets up. He he gets knocked down to his knees, but he gets up mm-hmm. and everything. We're never gonna keep him down. And he he, <laughs> he literally just grabs a, a stone from the ground, from the earth, and just hucks it at you. <laughs> Let's see if he, uh, uh, but you dodge it. <laughs> you like, what is he doing? And he's like, <laughs> uh, and hucks it at you. And now we are back to the top of the order. After that excellent kick and stand back up, Merit, it is your turn. That is six seconds, by the way. Merit. That's 10 total. 10 no total. Joy. He quickly defends your your swing again. He's getting an idea for this uh, this big metal plank and how to deal with it. It's got a lot of length on it, so it's got a lot of tell um, <laughs> when, it, when it has wide swings. Scratch. Scratch peas on him again. That's two. It's, you uh, have to it, roll a dex save. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I dex save. Yeah, so it auto hits unless you dex save. I do not. Just have the acid splash. Do a little bit more pea damage. Yeah. Um, Lanik, very bottom waist focused. The champion armor pees yet again on David the Mean. And he's like, like, like I expect this kind of stuff from, <laughs> from, from low quality pugilists, but I thought real champions fought with armor. And you can see there are some particularly frumpy people that are just like, boo. <laughs> but then there's a bunch of like young people that are just dying laughing <laughs> as Lanik keeps peeing on this guy as far as they know. Um, the Atlantic champion armor uh, has uh, successfully peed. He struggles and uh, leans into your armor again. Uh, this time head first as he charges forward uh, with his fist kind of up in front of his hand and you can see the charge kind of coming up. 
That looks like he's gonna try and gut Russia. Uh, I need Merit since he's hitting you in the middle. Merit's in the middle. To roll Constitution saving throw, please. Mm, that's only a seven on the die. He's <laughs> not gonna do it. He knocks you right into the body when things like this happen. When I do specific attacks and I have you roll saves, usually constitution saves. This will be true in the legs and the head as well. Occasionally attacks will hit so hard and so well that they'll break through the cure, the like the solidity of the armor and they'll get to you. Six damage to merit the armor itself. Tanks. Um, 12 damage and you can again feel the electricity spanning. It looks real cool. It kind of travels along the spikes and everything, <laughs> but some of it does get through. Merit, this is the first time you've fought in this match. You have been on a break from formalized athletics since you got out of uh, uh, school, since you got out of university. You've done competitions and tournaments and things like that, but there's nothing like pr uh, the, the great sport and a couple of very specific localized leagues in the form of a fair tournament. You basically haven't had a real contender in a long time. And even though David the Mean was almost definitely not going to win, he did get in some good hits. He knew what he was doing. More importantly, your brain flashes back to a conversation with your father. You've broken number 73 of some small fiddly contraption maybe an orinthopter that he was working on like a little toy one for a child for maybe a future child in the morning sun family there's no air currently but there will be and you've broken its wing even though you took as much care as you could and you feel the hand of your father on your shoulder roll insight 15. 15. The words out of his mouth are comforting. The tone is even attempting to be so. But you've heard this speech dozens of times before. You'll get there, son. One day you'll get there. And with a dedicated person like you at the, at the helm of the business, it'll be fine. And you can hear him doing everything he can to guard his disappointment because no parent wants to express to their child that whatever they're trying to do they're built to fail at but it seems like merit might be built to fail at the family business in a way that is almost impossible to overcome uh, we had Merit, we had uh, Scratch, so now we're at Tama. Yeah, so I guess I will uh, uh, Vicious Mockery, and uh, I'll kind of nod towards the uh, puddle of acid forming around his uh, lower torso crotch reason. <laughs> hey, looks like you got some stuff there. So, uh, what is the DC check, 14? Uh, yes. So, this could have worked out, because I rolled a 15 on the die, but motherfucker has a minus two to wisdom on the creature that I've got in here. So those are the stats I'm using. Yeah, he does. And so I fail. <laughs> uh, takes uh, two psychic damage um, to the dome and uh, also is on disadvantage on his next attack action. Nice. 
Which is good, because it's coming up. He's like, don't you say that about me. Don't you say that that was you. You peed on me. I didn't pee on me. You peed on that me. I didn't like, piss myself. That looks like your pee. It's not my pee. It's not my pee. I don't piss myself. Some kids. He's like, he pissed himself. He, he, he gets a little reckless. He starts swinging at you. Again, the electricity is gone from his fist for the moment. Picturing him doing like a Barton Lisa windmill. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> he starts swiping wildly at you. First one, uh, with the disadvantage, just misses. You're able to lean back. Uh, but it is amazing, because again, he swipes forward with a swing, and then that backhand comes back. <laughs> and it swings hard for the face. Four damage to Tama, or eight damage to the armor itself, and his second attack just, or third attack, just misses uh, <laughs> wildly. Um, He just, like, he knocks the head and then he tries to do something real clever where he's just like, ah, and then he tries to do like a sweet like throat chop. Armor's looking pretty tough at this point. He's done quite a bit of damage to you, but you've done a decent amount, almost the same amount back to him. And you're pretty confident that he doesn't quite have the length of the longevity of it. It's the end of round two. There's one last thing. Your armor's turn again. Ah, yes. Slap him with the sword, bash him with the shield, try to do the kicky again. She'll bash. She'll, She'll bash. bash. All right. Uh, roll to attack. Plus six. That's a ten. The ten. Yeah. She'll bash does not work. <laughs> he just kind of rolls off the back of it. But now it is Merit's turn. Um. <laughs> um what is the bardic inspiration? D D six. You can add a D six uh, at your discretion before learning the outcome. <laughs> the best. Fifteen. 15? 15 hits. Yes! So whatever that bardic did, it got you there. <laughs> yep. It's three. It's 13. Ooh! Oof. Big nice. hit. You clean his <laughs> clock. He is swaying. <laughs> He's looking pretty hurt. Scratch? Um, I do not pee on him this time. Ooh! <laughs> Mixing up the peas. I didn't get to use my bonus action. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. So I'm going to bonus action disengage. Disengage. I didn't get ah. to use it last time either. <laughs> All right. So bonus action. Does my feline agility also, like, since I'm the legs and it's my turn, could I move us? Yeah, yeah, you could. Okay. Does my feline agility apply to the 60-foot armor speed? Well, it be 50 feet if you're using the movement on your turn rather than the 60 feet, okay. but yes. Okay, yeah. So I could move up to 100 feet. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to sprint to the other end of the arena. Basically sprint to the far side. Just create some distance. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's it. Kinda, yeah, pretty much. Just kind of draw it out a little bit. Um, make him have to like come to us. Uh, it's at this moment that you were focused on the battle. But you hear an announcer's voice as this is all being projected for the entirety of Paza. <laughs> Looks like Lanik is moving off in a direction. I'm not sure about this strategy. We've all seen the Lanik kick style before, and it's worked pretty big, but normally he doesn't get 100 feet lead time. I don't know what we're about to see, but it's probably going to be impressive. We have total faith that there's no other reason he would run 100 feet away from his opponent. <laughs> oh yeah, of course it's to, uh, you know, gather up speed for the another kick. I, I scowl 
Who I don't think, I don't think we can do like, the kick anymore because we've already used movement. Well, you know, the next shot. Because he won't be able to he won't he be able to catch up. You just, moved yeah. our, you just moved our whole team out to where none of us can do anything. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, we can taunt him. He stands he stands there. I don't have the range and to do any of my at, special stuff. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, most people don't have 120 <laughs> feet on yeah. most things. My longest um, range spell doesn't my wrong longest range spell is ninety feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, then showboat, guys like he, yo, okay. he, he <laughs> He looks to the audience and everything and is like, See, even the mighty Lannick is afraid of my power. He knows that nothing hits hard like a Davidstown citizen hits, and nothing can deliver that, that uh, deliver that pain like me, David the Mean. And he throws up his hands and he does a performance check. And he doesn't get the crowd on his side. He does get the crowd on his side. Ooh. Crowd goes on his side. And Grab goes on his side and he cheers up and he starts running at you and he is tucking low mm -hmm. and fast Tama roll perception or insight either one I think they're the same for you anyway. natural 20 natural nice. 20 uh, you need to put him down and you need to put him down quick mm -hmm. if he gets to you at the like at this distance with his build something's gonna happen you're watching his little fisty charge. Something else is going on with his feet that you can't quite see at this angle. Something's about to happen. Tama, it's your turn. And he moved towards us. He did move toward you, and he moved all 60 feet of his movement. He took a dash action, so he's now within 40. I cast sleep. All right. <laughs> uh, cast that sleep. Running away makes him look better and makes it more likely that he gets picked up by the... <laughs> sure, make up. Make up the logic for it. <laughs> Does David the person have less than 33 hit points? David the person absolutely has less than 33 <laughs> hit points. Uh, then he is immediately affected by the sleep spell. Yeah. So <laughs> what this looks like is that he was down in a low crouch run. Not quite a Naruto run, but close. <laughs> um, kind of like his, his, his arms are forward, not, not, not backwards. But he was getting into a position to fully, like, cannonball bull rush you. <laughs> and... He gets down in that cold crouch and he starts picking up speed and then suddenly his ass falls right asleep. So everyone just <laughs> sees the champion and the pugilist armor he's in just suddenly eat it into the ground <laughs> and everything. Now run at him and elbow drop him impressively or something. It's I don't not know. Make their it. turn oh. next. So the armor shocks him. That shock is going to do damage to wake him up. All right. The armor shocks him awake. He gets up. He's lost the momentum that he needed to do that maneuver. So he just tries to close, but in one turn, he can't close. So that's another of his turns. And so he <laughs> finally can close on his third turn. The way he's been going is one and then three after all three of you go and then uh, your armor goes because mm -hmm. of how I rolled initiative. Okay. And so he and he's like full leaning in with his hips and his torso <laughs> to bring something right to the crotch and everything. <laughs> We're gonna go low, we go low. Go on. So I understand I definitely limiting it for my um, shield thing to impose disadvantage. Is it something that I could do a couple times during a fight? I think it is fair to allow you to do it at this time. And so you impose disadvantage on him. Pull up the shield, impose disadvantage. 
I rolled an eight and a nine. Well, nope. Just at the moment that his fist is about to connect with your crotch. <laughs> like all proper bros know, you need to protect the twig and berries at all costs. Oh, yeah. Merit. Bringing down the shield on uh, yeah. instinct, protecting the groin, yeah. and Mary knows how to protect some junk from some damage. Based off their history, the fist just rings into the shield, and, and it reverberates out of that, and electric sparks fly off of it. Now your armor goes, slappy, shield push, or kicky, he's right on you again. Uh, what's, the, what's the biggest damage? The biggest damage is the one where you kick. Mm-hmm. Well, other than that, we don't. Uh, the, just slap him with that big old paddle sword that is. I say we paddle. That him. is the two yeah, by paddle four. Paddle him good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll roll the attack on that one, and it's a plus six. He said, "Yeah." Uh, that'll be a twelve plus six, eighteen. That'll hit. Nice. Roll that damage. That's one d twelve plus four. That's a paladin hit right there. That's what that would be. You yeah. like having a paladin. All right, no whammies. Big money. Big money. I'll just slap the microphone. Uh, so that's four plus... Uh, uh, four plus four? Four, uh, eight. Eight. Nice. He stands there getting getting blocked and at the same time uh, the armor coming down with that two by four. Just <laughs> slapping him. It knocks him in the shoulder. It knocks off his onkeg shield. And, and he's left there with his fist clenched charging with electricity he's barely standing it is the top of round four merit it is your go that's My 18 seconds <laughs> morning sun poke him gently in the forehead here we go morning nope. sun here we go it's a no in a desperate plea uh, when merit goes around to hit again he just ducks around it <laughs> and, and, and places his hand on the chest of the cha of Lannix champion armor to brace himself where he ducks his head under it. <laughs> Scratch, it's your go. I pee on him. Not, not like this. <laughs> oh, I have to roll a uh, thing, don't yep. I? Yep. Not like this. But luckily it'll only be for one damage. <laughs> uh, I got a 14. And then you try to pee on him and he just like flips to the side, still holding your chest. <laughs> He's got you against a wall, you realize now. Ah. He's got you against the wall, holds the side, and then he just looks at you, and for some reason he quotes, nah uh uh, nah uh uh, nah uh uh. <laughs> and then he takes his electric fist and he slams it right on your chest as his attack. Uh, did you wanna do your final bonus action disadvantage? Uh, disadvantage, yeah. Uh, that was good because I rolled uh, one eighteen and then a natural four, and so he does it, and you're able to like catch him again with the shield, and just knock his hand off. Yeah, Tama, it's your go. You're looking pretty rough there, chap. Maybe fall down. <laughs> Vicious mockery. Vicious mockery. Wisdom save. Yep. The fifteen minus two is a thirteen. Ooh. And that will be four psychic damage. Four psychic damage. <laughs> he, with that, he goes and he looks and he looks up to his child 
in the audience. Billy, who's watching him. And Billy is lightly, like, he's, like, a little bit teary-eyed. <laughs> and he's worried about this. He's worried about his father being hurt. And he can see for a moment the fear in his son's eyes. And for that briefest of moments, because you just said you should go down, because he's literally at one hit point left. Oh, shit. And everything. He just goes, He could have got him. <laughs> Anything could have got him in this last round. He All looks we had at you. to do was hit him. <laughs> he looks at you, and he just whispers, Dodge left. And he swings, and you don't even have to think about it. You just move, he telegraphs it big, and you just dodge left, and he's like, dodge right, and he swings again with his hand, <laughs> and he has it, and then he goes, he goes, step back, and he tries to stomp you with one of his feet, and the armor can do it, and you can hear him, no one else can hear him, <laughs> and everything like that, and he goes, you have to knock me down, and, uh, and it's the armor's chance, and we're back to the armor being the last Shield. to go. <laughs> Shield bash him. Bash them. All right. Yep. Hold back. Uh, well, uh, you're not killing him, I assume. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. All yeah. champion fights, unless you specifically state, we need to murder this guy in his camping <laughs> armor, or to knock unconscious, even okay. if you do significantly okay. higher damage. Nice. Okay, it's a 14 on the die. Okay, that'll hit... Uh, hit him with that shield bash just to see how hard you hit him. How good you make it look. What's uh, the damage? It's uh, 1d8 plus yeah. 4. So a d8. Six. <laughs> Total? Yep. Okay. So you hit him, and it's, it's I mean, that's half of what you could potentially do. So you hit him good and hard in the chest, and he fucking soaks it. <laughs> and just falls back at the end of the fourth round. Which means 24 seconds. And Excellent. Very good. Somewhere you can just feel that Sly, that Sly David is like. Um, you can uh, feel him nodding in approval. You just, hear, you just hear this greasy ass whisper. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Tama, roll perception. Um, as <laughs> David the mean falls and the crowd soars, in, soars to its feet and screams for indeed their local pugilist went over almost half a minute <laughs> with the greatest champion fighter and did damage there's visible damage to Lanix armor you're gonna have to spend time repairing it oh yeah um uh what did you get uh 12 all you look at all you notice is two things there's many things to notice in the crowd, but you only notice these two. There's a quick glance in one direction and another. The first direction is over to the uh, scouts. It's from Volsiv. And they look and they're talking about this guy. <laughs> they're obviously pointing and they're in discussion about about this this David the Mean that went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Lannick Hindfist. The other thing that you notice for just a blink is a figure. And the figure feels familiar. It's smaller, much like yourselves, uh, like maybe three to four feet tall, somewhere in there. But what's weird about it is that it's nighttime, but the arena is lit up. But this figure 
you notice it so strangely because it seems like this figure is fully in shadow. Like if it were a sunshine day, it would be in the shade. And then you notice him for a brief moment, but then you look back as David the Mean distracts you with a kind of hammed up thing of him slowly getting out of his armor and struggling to get up, even though you know that you didn't really do any damage to him that much <laughs> and everything. And, and he stands up and that's all you notice. Scratch, roll a perception check. Alrighty. 14. Scratch. You see a guard approaching the armor <laughs> as you, you also watch these little kids. You don't know them from anyone. Uh, I'll approach David the Mean. Maybe one of them looks a little like him. They hug him. You see the scouts kind of coming down mm -hmm. and everything. The field's kind of been... It's not been rushed, but it's kind of being filled. This was the last match. Okay. There were some announcements about you winning, and an arm went up from Merritt while he was otherwise distracted, but almost as learned mechanical... Sort of like, I've won another thing. That's what happens um, when it comes to physical challenges. Mm -hmm. But Scratch, you notice a guard come up. And they can come up right to your chest. And you can look down. Well, you look up at them still because you're in the knees. Yeah. Tama's kind of looking around and everything. But you hear because they don't speak up enough to get past the war and everything. Lannick Hindfist, we want to seek to issue you this fine. The it appears that the bathroom of the lieutenant uh, <laughs> of the lieutenant mayor of Davidstown, David the lieutenant mayor, was utilized by civilians. This would not be a concern of itself had the lieutenant uh, or had the deputy mayor been in office. But we are concerned that due to the campaign that is currently happening between David the Deputy Mayor and David the Mayor, who that person was seen speaking with along with their companion, there might be a bit of political subterfuge outside of the purview of the champion sponsored people. We need to bring in a scratch. Uh, let me see if I got this right. Iron Scratch of the Twisting Peaks. <laughs> And a Tassilius the Speaker, Tama. Uh, I'm going to butcher this last name, so I'm not even going to say <laughs> it. Um, but Tassilius the Speaker, there can't be more than one. And immediately, can you please escort us to their whereabouts? Uh, this is a standard fine. They're not being arrested, but we do need to question them, uh, especially as the election heats up <laughs> between our deputy mayor and our mayor, David, and where the future of David's town lands. By the way, uh, I guess congratulations on your win. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. We uh, fought hard. I fought hard today. And uh, I say your champion was quite the man, though it is my understanding that my people were directed to the restroom by the current sitting mayor. Yes, but they went to the deputy mayor's restroom. And they're curious why they were in the deputy mayor's office where the restroom presides. Ah, yes, based on what the current sitting mayor told them to do. Well, that's why we want to bring and discuss and clear this all up. You may not be aware of this. This is a little bit beneath you. Let me bring you and your pit crew more specifically. I know that 
There's also a Merrick Grimclank. They're not in question. They weren't seen there. I really just need... <laughs> to, I, I really just need Tama and Scratch. If you could escort them or help bring me to them so that I can question them down at that, get things straight, and then a minor fine for using a private facility as a public facility. <laughs> I completely understand. I will send them to the guardhouse as soon as we are done with our evening uh, teardown. Uh... Persuasion check, flat, on 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 this. It shouldn't be too hard. Uh, twelve plus six, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, and he's like, all right. He thinks about it. He's like, yeah, I can trust this champion <laughs> armor champion. I can trust this guy. He's like, all right, see you then. And then he's like, we'll be. Or, or anyone can direct you to where you need to meet us up. You could also, if you want to, I'll be at the housing for the mayor and the deputy mayor's offices so you we can also meet there we don't have to do this at the this is more of a for, informal slash informal somewhere in between question of course of course as lanik i would like to go uh briefly go over to uh david the mean speak with him and then address the audience i am about to do you a very big favor the only payment i ask in return is that you take very good care of your boy and make him the priority of your life. If I do you a very big favor, would you do this? Uh, what's what's the favor? Yes, yeah, you, whatever just, you say. Just watch. People of Davidstown, I have faced many pugilists over the years, and I can sincerely say I cannot wait to face David the Mean when he has been properly outfitted. Because if you are here and you are looking for a champion, we have one in the making. Thank you, you've honored me with your combat. And the crowd loses their shit. <laughs> they are like, hands go up. David in what's remaining of his champion armor picks up Billy and puts him up on his shoulder and everything and they both like <laughs> raise their hands billy's caught up into it his eyes are teary there's gonna be complexities there that may come back to bite you um, but <laughs> nonetheless the crowd honestly an endorsement from that you can see the scouts from Volsiv are like they're, they're writing it down uh uh and with that with knowing that there's a scout with knowing there's a mysterious figure with some memories and with the first victory in what hopefully will be many of champion battles, we end the episode. Thank you very much, Pickrew. Woo! Woohoo! Did it. You did it. And you do not know how close you were to potentially losing your first <laughs> champion battle. Um, if you want to find out about things like that, feel free to go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash lowarmorcast, um, where you can... <laughs> Uh, subscribe, become a patron, and get the After Talk episodes on alternating Mondays from when the regular episodes. So every week you get a little taste of the pit crew. Um, <laughs> you want to hear some fun stories and not just about the episodes, but some facts about us, get to know us a little better. Deeply personal shame that we you all wanna, have. Uh, <laughs> go for it. Uh, you can also follow us at uh, the Low AC on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or go to uh, lowarmorcast.com or dyingofexposure.com. It'll bring you to the same place. And you'll be able to 
Uh, follow us and listen there or any place podcasts are available for you to listen to. Please remember to, if you are listening, give us a quick like, give us a quick review, share us out. And that's how we get noticed. Podcasts are all word of mouth. Unfortunately, <laughs> I just don't have the budget to advertise on Hulu, even that sweet, sweet local Hulu. So uh, move forward. Is there anything? Uh, I've been Stephen Kelsey. I'm Ron Leota as Tom or Tassilius, the speaker, mostly this episode. <laughs> uh, I am Aaron. Uh, I play Scratch. And Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Ron slash Tom, uh, Aaron slash Scratch and Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> I'm Steve. Uh, we will see you next time. Have a good day. Whoever seeds the want the kid the most. <laughs> the nearest Sold. orphanage headmaster. <laughs> the minor just comes up. The kid yeah, looks strong. <laughs> God. I don't know how to do this without it seeming weird, but I'm really just going to make him work in the mine. Why do you keep reiterating that? Right. <laughs> it wasn't weird until you said it. <laughs> Honestly, that no one was thinking that. Yeah. You brought it up, dude. You made it weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just admiring your glistening muscles and uh, not in a weird way, just because I think glistening muscles work really well in the mines. <laughs> <laughs> it's an odd way to phrase but that.